This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon. Larry, what's going on? I mean, do we have enough stuff to try to squeeze in here in a little over an hour and worth the time? Yeah, we're going to try to do the best we can, partner. Uh, let's begin with where we just left off with Don LaGreca. Gordon, I don't know what has happened, but I am watching a, a Ranger team that cannot find the net. They, I mean, the Devils have just taken every angle away from them. This Ranger team... Gordon, one game away from elimination, and a week ago, we would have not thought this was the same. It's not the same team. It's not. Larry, to, to steal your phrase, I don't know what I'm watching, but I know it's, it, it, if it gets finished off, this would have to be one of the all-time collapses of collapses. Yeah, I don't remember what the number was of teams up 2-0 in the NHL playoffs. It was very high. It would have to be even higher when you win the first two games on the road. And now to see the momentum, the, the whole vibe of the series just shift. And it wasn't just the Rangers won the first two games. It was like that they were, they were like the Harlem Globetrotters of the ice. I mean, they yeah. were doing whatever they wanted to do in those first two games. And to see the way that this series has shifted, it is unbelievable. And the, ra- the stars of the Rangers, where are they? Yeah. Yep. Where are the, the, the Mika Zibanejads and the Panarins and the Tarasenko? Canes. I mean, where are these guys? Yeah. Spend a lot of money to bring these guys in here, and they just they, they can't. And you know what? It looks really bad. Shesterkin has not played as bad as, 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 bad as the scores have been. He's not been that bad. It, it, it doesn't seem like it's on him, even though he is the goaltender. And, right, I mean, that's always going to get a major focus. I mean, you can't win if you don't score, Larry. Nope. That's it. Bottom line. And we have, they've scored did they score they scored two goals in three games that's it that's it that change in goaltender has, has just changed the whole that it's unbelievable goal, because it feels in, like yeah. the general reaction to that move was well it wasn't the goaltender's fault for the devils <laughs> yep why you change it seems like a panic move but for whatever reason that has that has provided a spark and it has been a completely different series. So for a Ranger team, I mean, the rain, this Ranger team was not, even I know they weren't supposed to be struggling in the first round. No, 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 Mm-mm. no, not like this. Not like this. I mean, it's one thing to Ooh, lose. The Devils boy. have had a phenomenal season and you know, they have, they really have, but for them to, to look the way they've looked over these past couple of games is it's not good. Not good. And going into the series, it did seem like most people were saying that this is going to be a tough series for the Rangers, and that's all well and good. But when you win the first two games the way you win the first two games, Mm -hmm. that changes the perspective of the series. And boy, oh boy, uh, ever since then, it has been a whole – and it's funny because I was talking to Don last Saturday – and I said, Don, you know, what's the chances that we get to a game six? And I think Don, speaking for most hockey people, would say, ah, it's very, you know, it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. He said he would be surprised. Who knew that game six, would the Rangers would have their backs against the wall? Could be out. Could be out. Could be their Could last be game. game Absolutely crazy. It is. It really is. Uh, because it happened after we went off the air last night, Gordon, the Knicks are playing Sunday, and they're playing the Miami Heat. T- talking about crazy. Bing bong. <laughs> it was almost like the Bucks were trying to hand that game away. They did. And they did. They eventually got there. <laughs> yeah. Did. First of all, and I'll say this, and look, obviously there's there's no there's no excuse for Giannis to miss eleven free throws. Okay, that's number one. 
Uh, there's no excuse. But, Gordon, you still had the lead. Explain to me, as a coach, and Mike Budenholzer is an outstanding coach, well-respected in the in, around the league. Gordon, with, with, with less than two seconds left. Oh, my God. Why would you pull your big man out? Knowing that they're going to try to go to get something going to the basket and you need somebody to block the shot. They take Lopez out. They inbound the ball. They throw it all the way in. All the way into Jimmy Buckets. And listen, what does Butler do? He's falling down and just tips it up and it goes in the basket because everything he touches is going in the basket. Right, exactly. Okay. But Gordon, if Lopez is there, he's not doing that. He's yeah. not doing that. I just there were several more and they didn't make any adjustments to Jimmy Butler at all in that series, Gordon. None. None. I'm I was I was shocked. I'm watching this. I'm like, can you double team him and take the ball out of his hands? Like, what are you doing? Let Kyle Lowry beat you. Not nobody nobody should be able to beat you. He can't be the guy. Jimmy Butler cannot be the guy to beat you. It's gotta be somebody else. And, and they kept letting him beat him. And, and they had commanding leads. They, you know, not commanding, but 10-point leads in the fourth quarter. And it just... At the, home. The, at home. Facing elimination. And and they just could not... I mean, with I think it was about five minutes left. They still led by about 10. Exactly. And the heat just kept coming. There was no... You have to, as we say about other teams, you have to kill them dead. And yep. the Bucks were never able. I mean, they were like the Heat were like Jason. They just kept getting <laughs> up out of the grave. That's right. And and it, at some point, the Bucks started handing them the weapons so to kill them. It. Oh my gosh, what a disaster that was for the Bucks. And I like Giannis. Everybody likes Giannis. His statement that it was not a failure of the season. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not true. Uh, I, I don't care what type of spin you want to put on it. When you're the number one seed. Got to win, and you and you get ousted by the number eight seed, and you and again you get ousted in overtime at home in a game you led by ten in the fourth quarter. That that's a series you're supposed to win. Yes, that absolutely is a failure. It's a choke, is what it is. Oh, that's <laughs> what it is. Oh boy, epic you can't fail. Do that. You can't do that, and and that's on the coach. I'm, I'm sorry. You still had a chance to pull that out. You can't and, make and that move. It might very well be. I, I would not be shocked at all if maybe there's a coaching change there. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Even the network couldn't understand what Boone <laughs> I mean, was doing. I mean, that Speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or they're watching the draft. They're like, who yeah. the Giants, oh, oh, the Giants the pick is in? Hold on, hold on. Well, give me a couple of seconds here. i got to find out who the, the, the Giants took. Yeah, because I want to have the latest information. And, exactly. And, and, and everybody's in commercial. <laughs> they can't tell them anything. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It is. And it seems that the Giants are taking Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks. Mm-hmm. I don't know that much about uh, Maryland cornerback uh, Deontay Banks, but that was one of the, the needs that they had yes. going into the draft. Um so I'm sure that Wink Martindale's very happy right now. Oh, yeah. listen, anytime, anytime as a D coordinator, <laughs> you get a defense, you get a defensive player in the first round of the draft, you are happy. Dable, like a table. Happy. And, uh, you know, Brian Dable's making his, uh, he's rewarding, he's rewarding his, uh, 
his DE, he's defensive coordinator for coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Not taking the head coaching job. And the Giants did trade up. They moved up a pick. Yes. So they uh, gave up uh, 25 overall, and they gave mm-hmm. up a fifth-round pick and a seventh-round pick. So, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there, but yes. if you you got to get your guy. So I hopefully uh, hopefully Banks is their guy. So one quick thing before we talk about the draft, and a bunch of people want to talk hockey. We'll do that in a second. Um, YouTube TV has been, as you can imagine, Gordon, heavily, heavily advertising. <laughs> <laughs> do you want it now? Do you want it now? You, how about now? Do, you ready? You ready now? You ready? Now, hundred dollars off. Hundred dollars off if you get it now. Hundred dollars off by June. So here's what they've done for the draft. Mm-hmm. They've put the draft on MultiView. Okay. So you've got ABC, ESPN, uh-huh. and NFL Network, and you can have them on one screen. I did not realize, and you know, it's just force of habit. I just go to ESPN. I don't mm-hmm. go to ABC for those things. Mm-hmm. Who's on the ABC feed? Because Mel Kuyper and Lewis Riddick are the guys I kind of want to hear their opinions on yeah. it. And they're on. It's not like they split them up. Right. The game day crew is on ABC. Oh, okay. Well, they would know the college game, so right. that would kind of make some sense. And, I don't uh, understand why those guys are the ABC team. Yeah. And 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 the Greeny team is the ESPN team. Yeah, it's true. But but that's what they do. So they have the game day, the college game day crew. Gotcha. On there with, uh, 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 not not Kuiper, the other guy, whose name uh, just went on my mind. Uh, Todd um, McShay. Todd McShay. Thank you, Joe. I was going to say Kirk, Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah. He would be there, too. He right? would be. The, well, yeah, okay. but I think, isn't he doing? Never mind. <laughs> it's know. during the season. I was about to say, it's, there's doing, so much stuff going Prime? on tonight, Larry. I can't keep track of it all. <laughs> isn't he doing Amazon Prime on Thursdays? I'm just not. I'm already in football season. Uh, Gordon, just give me your thoughts on, were you surprised at the uh, first top top five picks in the draft? Uh, not really. You know, I was not really into the draft this that much this year because the mm-hmm. Giants and Jets are, are not high up there, really. And yep. uh, my Dolphins don't have a pick because their idiot owner is a bobo. Um, it didn't really seem all that surprising. Um, you know, the picks kind of went the way they went. Uh, I am not a big C.J. Stroud guy. Okay. Uh, uh, so the fact that he went two was a little bit of a surprise because it seemed like that, that there might be the possibility of him dropping. Will Levis, apparently there was some talk of he might go four. Uh, he's dropped. I think he's still available. I have not uh, been checking too closely, but I think he's still on the, in the green room right now. Yeah. Uh, so it seemed like it kind of went according to plan. Maybe the biggest surprise of the night is what the Jets did, because all I yeah. heard, Larry, for the weeks and weeks of, of Aaron Rodgers' talk was, well, the Jets can't give up that first-round pick because they got to get an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And all the offensive linemen were gone by the time the Jets picked because they're at 15 as opposed to 13. Yep, Green Bay got them. And, Green Bay, um, and, and, and of course, their guy in New England. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> came back and got him again. Can you imagine holding a grudge the way that Bill Belichick just loves to stick let it, it to the Jets? Can you let it go? No, he's never going to let it go. In his last dying <laughs> breath, Larry, will be something about the Jets. He God, he loves go. sticking it to the Jets. He should let it go. I'm saying, like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is. You've and, won. and look, people are, are freaking out because they took this uh, kid, Will McDonald. I, I, yeah. I'd be lying to you if I said I was watching Iowa State games in the course of the year. But, you know, reading up a little bit before the draft, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like it was a real reach of a pick. It seemed like he was talked about of going in the middle of the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can never have enough pass rushers, so it's going to depend on how he develops. We always treat these guys like they're finished products coming yeah. into the NFL. It's There's true. so much impact on coaching. And you can never have enough. 
pass rushers, tackles, uh, shut down corners. I mean, these are the positions that people draft repeatedly. So even though the Jets did take a, a pass rusher last year in the first round, you can never have enough. No, you can never have enough. And I think the interesting thing, Gordon, was to have two running backs in, within four picks in the top 12. Yeah, that was a little surprising. And you know, I don't you, know necessarily that that will pan out. It does not. I mean, I don't know how long you have to. You know, if you're drafting in the top 10, you'd like to think that those are foundational pieces of your yes. team. Those are team. Those are guys are going to be with your organization for their entire careers, pretty much the most productive years of their careers. And we've seen how hard it is for running backs to get mm -hmm. that second contract. Yeah. So why yeah. you would be using a, a top pick now, look, if the Eagles did it, I'd say, okay, that makes sense. It's a fluke that they have a high pick. Right. And, and maybe that's the missing piece that they think will put them over the top. But even the Eagles, one of the, you know, well-run organizations, they didn't even do it. No, so I, I, I think tackle. it's very odd. It's an odd pick to, to take a running back that high. No matter how good the running – it doesn't even matter how good the running back is. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You're right. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Talk a little baseball a little bit later. Gordon, Larry was sweating. Larry was looking at the Nationals winning four straight. And, and, and the, the Mets take the lead. And the, All right, okay, look, we're good now. Seven, oh, we're good. Then Grand Slam home run. I'm like, what is going on here? What is going on? But the Mets hold on. I and had, course, I, I had run out of TVs tonight. So I when I tough. saw the score of the Met game, I said, okay, I can move – I can move the uh, I move the the Yankees. You know, I was flipping back and forth between the Yankees and the Mets. I had the draft on the one the main TV, and then I had the Rangers and Devils on the iPad. Mm -hmm. So I gave up on the Mets, and then all of a sudden I see, oh, Mets won nine eight. I'm like, what? Wait, what? What happened? <laughs> nine eight. It's the Nationals, guys. Come on, yeah. get it together. They gave up a grand slam home run to the ninth place hitter. Oh boy, and and they hit three batters in the inning. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. But they held on. That's the main thing. They held on. And Gary Cole continues to be to be the stopper on this team. Continues to yes, play well. he does. He's 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 been outstanding. I think his ERA is all the way up to like one point one or something like that as a result of uh, the tonight. Uh, the two things that I took away from tonight: what what does Aaron Hicks do on the team? How, how can how can you? I understand they have some injuries. How can Larry? How can you have a payroll of two hundred and seventy-five million dollars, and they don't have people to play the outfield? They don't have outfielders to play starting on the team. They have two guys in the outfield on a regular basis who are not out. Hicks is not a major league player anymore, and God bless IKF's little heart, he's not a center fielder. No, he's doing the best he can. He's doing the best he can. I don't want to criticize him because I like his attitude, even though I don't think he's a good player. But you know, he's giving you what he's got. And he's trying real hard. I mean, how does Brian Cashman escape this? How does he escape the criticism of a team that, again, second highest payroll? They, you play with three outfielders. The Yankees had one, and they lost that one in the course of the game. And Aaron Judge, and let's yeah. put it this way: if he's out for any significant oh, period of time, it, it's I, over. If the season might very well be over. It's over. It's over. You can't recover. No. I don't see you. And I know it's early. I know it's over 100 plus game, 154 yep, games. Yeah, a lot of time. I get it. Sure. But it, considering what you have right now, and you're already down Stanton, I mean, who else? Yeah. Who else is going to put runs on? Who else? Who am it's I? Amazing. They keep losing the productive players, the, the, the non productive players. Those guys are healthy all the time now. <laughs> and, and play every day. <laughs> A bunch of them play every single day. 
1-800-919-3776. Dave is on the Jersey Turnpike. Dave, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. How are you? Good. Dave. I was watching the uh, Rangers-Devils. Devils, even though I'm an Islander fan, the Devils remind me of Tampa Bay from two years ago with the speed that they have. Yeah. In fact, uh, what could end up happening is that both the Islanders and the Rangers are going to be eliminated. New Jersey can beat uh, Boston. Uh, and guess what? Tampa Bay is still alive, and uh, uh, Florida can be, take out uh, Boston. It's very possible that uh, Jersey has the capability of taking out Boston also. Well, i tell you one thing, Dave. Thanks for the phone call. That's Dave and Cormac. We'll get to Dave and Jersey on the Jersey Turnpike in a second. Gordon, i tell you one thing. You talk about riding a hot goaltender. <laughs> Devil's goaltender is very hot right now. That's He's the not thing. Anything uh, by the, the, the regular season in the NHL sometimes is is kind of meaningless because you get that hot goaltender and he gets on a roll. This is what happens. It's yeah, unbelievable though it that is. it's it, that it's flipped this much. It is. It really is. It's it's. He's just been. I mean, Smith has been unbelievable. And the Rangers' power play, which was just on fire the first two games, they can't is now 0 for their last 13. They can't even get shots off. He's right, though. The, the devil's speed has really taken a lot of stuff away from this Rangers. And, and you know what? Here's the crazy thing for them. They, this is probably the best they've played in the two games. The, 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 they, they played much better than game four and a little better than game three. And they still and they get shut out. Shut and out. they scored in those games. Yeah. <laughs> they pulled the goaltender and the devil score right away. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is. Now let's go to Dave on the Jersey Turnpike. What's up, my friend? Gentlemen, how you doing? Uh, just driving back home from the Devils game. I, I got to say, it, it, the game was about 50-50 Rangers-Devils fans, as is normally the case at the Rock. And the energy in the building was just sucked out of the Rangers fans right after the first goal. And it looked like they were never in it, and that was ended up being the case. So I think the Devils are going to make, uh, hopefully, a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, they're a young, dynamic team. I think I, I, I think they may have what it takes to make a deep run in the playoffs. I'm going to hang up, see what you guys think. Thank you. All right, Dave. Thanks for the phone call. Listen, if based on how they look during the regular season, and we know that sometimes it doesn't transfer over to the postseason, but looking at how they were in the regular season, and what Smith has done in, in goal for them with the change, uh, I wouldn't put anything past them. The speed is going to be an issue, Gordon. And, you know, the guys were talking about it on the broadcast. It's not only speed offensively, it's speed defensively. They're, they're just everywhere the Rangers want to go, there's a devil or two in that same spot. And they, they just – you very rarely see the Rangers get enough momentum offensively to put enough pucks on the net more than two or three at a time. You just You don't see it. They just haven't been able to do it. Uh, this is it just feels like they are they've been just taken out of the series. Like they've mm-hmm. checked out somehow or something. I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like they're the same team that played in the first two games. Mo's in Jersey. What's up, Mo? Okay, we got a lot, a lot of frustration tonight. A lot of frustration. This Ranger team has gone from being a great playoff team to total collapse. And it's very, very frustrating watching how the game has turned from being a Ranger-controlling game, moving the puck slowly and easily in the first two games. And you got the last two games, the last three games, they just they, they lost control. There's no – the movement has been very rushed on the Ranger side. And that goalie's tall, the new goalie. 
that they put in the Schmidt guy, he's he's killing us. He's, his movement and that has been perfect. The Rangers haven't been able to get anything through him. I, I I don't see us I don't see us getting past Game Six, and 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 it's terrible because we we traded for Kane, and we we really built up for this year, and it's a big collapse, and uh, I'm 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 starting to feel like the Rangers are gonna go. This is bad news. This is just we're we're done. We're done. I hear you, Mo. Thanks for the phone call. The, a tall goalie, Gordon, and he doesn't move. <laughs> he just he glides from side to side. He just doesn't move, and they and they haven't been able to generate enough uh, movement and passing in front of the net where you can move him, try to move him from side to side or get him out of position consistently. And and they've also had some what they call bad puck luck. They've had some that close that that ball come off the stick or. He's made great saves or stuff of that nature. So right now the Rangers are just searching for answers, and you know, um, you know, Gallant's got to be like, I don't, I don't get it, <laughs> I don't get it. There was a point in the third period where the Rangers were getting outshot fourteen to one in the third mm-hmm. when they were down three nothing. Yeah, in a critical game five. Yeah, I mean, and it was clear. They were get they were frustrated, man. Oh, there's no question. <laughs> yeah, they they were. There's no question. Yeah, how could you not be? No, how could you not? Well, at least that at least that shows that they care because it it, yeah. it feels like at times the games are like they're just kind of float. I don't know. It just seems like they're kind of floating. It doesn't feel like they're. I don't want to say checked out. It clearly they're not checked out. But that's well, the game way. Game four, feels. they looked like they were. Yeah. Game four, they played yes, like they absolutely. were just. They mm-hmm. were skating in sand mm-hmm. <laughs> they did tonight they the effort was there you could see the effort they, they they checked into the boards you could see they were being more physical they they were skating better they just didn't get any results and that when you're doing gordon when you're doing the best you can and you're not getting any results there's no satisfaction nothing positive is going on that's really frustrating because you don't know what else to do because whatever everything you've tried is not working. That's a scary feeling. Scary. 1-800-919-3776. More calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Rick DiPietro, Dave Rothenberg tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. to get your Friday started here on 98.7 ESPN. Back to the phones we go. Gordon, let's, let's hear from Rob in Massachusetts. Hi, Rob. I'm sure he's in a great mood. Hey, guys, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm I'm completely and utterly disgusted not to take anything away from the Devils. I thought they played the best game of the series. But I have to tell you, all you have to do is look at Artemi Panarin's effort skating back on the shorthanded goal just to know how much effort the Rangers gave tonight. The best player on the the ice surface was Igor Shosturkin, who to me should be so frustrated with his team. Larry, I told you in the middle of the season, I told you a long time ago, that this team was built stupidly, okay? It's not all Chris Drury's fault because he's only been general manager, but I don't believe it was Chris Drury's decision to bring Patrick Kane here. That was one of the stupidest decisions. You have to have north-south players in hockey. There's a reason why in 1994, Mike Keenan went to Neil Smith and said, listen, that was different back then because of no salary cap. What he said basically is that this team needs grit. So they went and traded Mike Gardner, basically a great player but a soft player for Glenn Anderson. They went and traded a young Tony Amante for Stephon Mateau and Brian Noonan. They went on that Craig McTavish. Why? Because those guys play below the goal line. The gutless effort by the top six has been unbelievable. This team has scored two goals in nine periods of hockey. 
And it's the reason is, and today they've got 23 lousy shots on goal now. Not to take anything away from Schmidt, the Rangers have always had problems with big goalies. You can go back to Marty Bordeaux, you can go back to a lot of goalies. But you cannot have a team that's built with only East-West players. And I told you that months ago, that this team is built too much East-West. They should have gone out and got a Domi, a Barbashev. When they required Tarasenko, they should have got a guy like Barbashev, a guy who could play below the goal line. Nobody wants to do the dirty work in front of the net for this team. Nobody. He got, he got outmanned tonight. He gave up eight odd-man rushes. And in the first two games, the Ranger caps were good. They were stick on puck. They slowed Jersey down. It made Jersey go east and west. I mean, Gerard Gallant, they never send anybody, and there's no two four-checkers. You have to, you have to four-check if you want to win hockey games. You have to hit people if you want to win hockey games. You've got to play below the goal line, and you've got to get some guts and play in front of the goal. I mean, you're outshot 19-1 in the third period. Look, they weren't going to win, but could you give me some effort, at least for game six? So that you got maybe some momentum and a little bit of confidence. Now, the only saving grace is that last year, the Rangers were down a couple of games, and they came back. But this is a different team to me. It's a different team. But the Kane trade made absolutely zero sense because the biggest reason for it is that you depleted the depth on this team. So now Gerard Gallant has absolutely no ability to get somebody that's not playing and bring them in to make a change in personnel because there is no change in personnel because this basically the Kane deal took up the entire cap space. So Chris Drury was absolutely perfect last year when he acquired Mott and he acquired Frankie Vitrano and he acquired Cop. Those three guys are role players, even though Frankie can score. This year he acquired a guy who's 30, almost 35 years old and passed his prime was hurt all year with a bad hip. So I just don't understand it. And I feel so sorry for Igor because he played his ass off. And God forbid the rest of this team could play hard the way he did. I mean, can they come out and actually gives you some effort in game six? That's well, ridiculous. I think they will, Rob. I really think they will. Thanks for the phone call. We knew he was going to be upset, Gordon. He's usually not happy to begin with. But yes. You know, but listen, once again, it's hard for me to second. I know I hear what you're saying about the choices, but Gordon, when you have a chance to get a a future Hall of Famer like Patrick Kane, you you roll the dice. You you get him. You roll the dice. I don't remember a lot of people complaining about the deal at the time. You roll the dice. You know, he's a great player. All right. And and listen, I hear what you're saying about hitting, but the speed is causing the problem. Yeah. (laughs) They can't, they're doing the best. I, I understand what you said about in, in game four. They were horrible on the floor of the garden, on the mm-hmm. ice of the garden. There's no question about it. No question. They came out better. Unfortunate goal off the, off the Fox's stick. It goes into the net, and then it just went downhill from there. You know, yeah, they tried. It went downhill fast. Yeah, they tried. They, they were skating better. Just not good enough. Out, they were outshot 18 to 2 in the third. 18 to 2. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and you're trying to get back in the game. Right. You're not going to get back you in the game. You, this is the time to, 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 to put the pedal to the metal and, and force things, force the action. I mean, it could have been 7 nothing. I mean, Shesterkin had Shesterkin got the puck down the ice better than some of the Rangers did on a couple of I would say, though, just launching it down the ice. If you want to see a response, this kind of performance would lead you to believe, right? Like, if you had lost a 3-2 overtime game, it would have been closer, but I don't know necessarily that you could count on a response. When you play this poorly as the Rangers did tonight, You'd have to think there's going to be a response, and if there's not, well, look, a response doesn't mean that you're going to win, right? But a response it, means a better effort, a better effort. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you could say, Gordon, that 
game four was a bad effort. Yeah, and you need you yeah. needed the response yeah. on that one. Right on your floor, on your ice. Yeah, no, you're you're I not mean, wrong. You, you know, you were you were you weren't even in that game hardly. It, it's 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 a it's it's a mystery to see how this has switched so quickly. It really is. It really, <sighs> this is really this is, is an all timer, man. It is. It's good. If they go down. It's going to yeah, go down. If they go down. This is going to be an all timer. Especially with because the, they were dominant in the first two games on 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 the road. Yes, yeah. up 2-0. Yes. Mikey's in Manhattan. What's up, Mikey? Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for the call. Uh, I want to say Rob, Rob hit it on the head. You know, the Rangers have no toughness. They have great regular season players where there's open ice. Playoff hockey is a totally different animal. And we're, we're just not built. We are not built. You have a Panarin, a Kane. You're playing dump and chase. And you're going and you're tapping the guy in the shin pads and letting him move the puck. You got a forecheck, and and they do none of it. Uh, it's just very frustrating as a Ranger fan. I agree. We should have went and got Max Domi. We need toughness. We have absolutely no toughness. And we're we're saying this guy Schmidt is standing on his head. Two games in a row, twenty three shots. He's a professional goalie. You put somebody in front of him. We do not park ourselves in front of the net, we glide through the net. And the goalie's going to see the puck. He's going to make the save. It's, it's, it's just very frustrating how soft we are. You watch these other series, and you see these guys at the end of a game, they're, they're fighting. They're letting them know, listen, we're coming out next game. Remember us. Rangers do nothing. The last two games, they got their butts kicked. And they just skate off the ice and take it. No toughness on the team. It's embarrassing. It really- I hear you, Mikey. All I'm going to say is this, Gordon. And I get Ranger fans. I hear your frustration. I watched. I watched. You know the games. I get it. Nobody was calling for Ty Domi after the first two games. No, I, I did not take. Now, granted, <laughs> I don't take that many Ranger calls, but I did not Nobody- hear. I did Nobody not hear many Domi calls. Toughness. Nobody was no. questioning their toughness after the first two games. Nope. Nobody was saying that the team was built badly after the first two games. Nobody was saying that. Nobody was saying it. So once again, I get the frustration that you have. The team has not played well. We're not trying to sit here and tell you you're not seeing what you're seeing. What you're seeing is a team that has not played well, and the adjustments they have tried to make have not worked. No question. Well, they got one more shot at it. Okay, they got one more shot, and they better win. Otherwise, they're going home, and you may get your tie, Domi. <laughs> you may get you yeah. may get a lot of changes if they lose Game Six after being up two zero on the road, and it's a and it's an effort or a result similar to tonight. You may get the changes you want. You just might, Gordon. I'm curious to see what else the Jets and Giants are going to do in this draft. I'm very curious, and I know. You know, I'm trying. I'm curious to see where the Jets are going to try to get this offensive lineman. Where do they go in the second round? We'll discuss that and take more of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And there's an article that says Milwaukee may decline to extend Giannis. After this season. <laughs> what? 
I don't think that's going to happen. I will say this, though. Giannis, like we were talking about uh, Donovan Mitchell <laughs> being thankful that he did not get traded to the Knicks. If Giannis would have had that kind of play, and then, look, he won a title, so it's a little different, but if he had that kind of play where he's given the ball away and then said what he said after the game, that would not fly here. Well, it's like Joe said, we wouldn't get to talk about Aaron Rodgers till December. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, for you, once again, for you to, we understand why you don't want the ball, okay, because you're not hitting free throws. Mm-hmm. But Gordon, he was missing layups. He wasn't even getting, the, he was missing layups. Now, listen, if he's hurt, sit down. But I don't think he was hurt. We had, he ended up with a bunch of points. He mm-hmm. just missed free throws. He missed free throws. All he had to do was hit two. If he hits two more free throws, they, <laughs> they're ready to go. The Knicks have another couple of days to get Randall ready. I'm sure we're a couple of months away from some article about how he's doing this thing and doing that thing in the offseason, and he's he's improving in this way, and he's improving that way. Just simply start hitting some free throws. That might help. Yeah, it would. And he's been doing well in free throws. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's been doing well. Back to the phones. Mark's in Newark. Hey, Mark. What's going on, fellas? Mark. Okay, okay. So I'm going to try to temper my enthusiasm a little bit and uh, get to the nuts and bolts, but I got to have a little bit of my enthusiasm. So I'm on my way home, and I can't wait. In fact, I can't wait so much I turned on uh, the radio broadcast so I could – I didn't want to, but I did hear what the score was, and I heard it was the Devils were up one to nothing. The Devils are the story right now, period. It ain't even close. And so I'm thinking, okay. You know, they, they're pretty good, too. This 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 ain't over. So I hurry up and get in, and I watch the rest of the game. So here's what I saw. I saw the third period with the game on the line. The Devils were fire, fire, fire. It looked like, like one of those one of those skee-ball games where you just keep firing. It was like 15 shots on goal to one. And I was like, wow. That was, that was one big wow. The other number that I'm going to talk about, too, is my man Schmid, right? He had 80 out of 83 saves in the last two games. Another wow. You can't make up numbers like that. Now, on the fun side, the uh, the, the previous caller, I think his name is Robert, whatever, was talking about the north-south and that they're soft or whatever. What I saw was – we got a. I can't call his name because I don't know everybody's name like him. But we got this six foot five dude, and he did two butt checks on this on on one of the Rangers' premier dudes, and I mean, right into the boards, bam, dropped him like a bad habit. And then he got mad, and then then our guy socked him in the jaw. <laughs> I was like, yeah, another wow. Now the last thing I'm gonna leave you with is this guy. The Devils are. North, South, fast, they're, they're just good. Nobody's saying that part. They've been playing like this all year, except for them first two games where they lost the five goals in each game on the power play. I mean, they, they five on five, the Devils were right in it. So the, the last thing is the Devils, see, not only are they good, but every good guy has a cool name. Like my favorite player is Graves, right? So it was looking real grave for the Rangers. And then they found themselves in some deep schmid. And then Mercer showed no mercy on his goal scoring. And then holla, 
passing the passing the puck for him to score. And then the the most the most comical part was when they were pressing hard and staying in the zone and trying to score and forecheck like my man was talking about. They pulled their goalie, and my man just shot it straight in the goalie. It seemed like they just wanted to cry after that. I was done. Yes, let's go, Devils. <laughs> All right, Mark, I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> Thanks for the phone call. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Harvey's real nervous. Harvey gets real nervous with calls like that, Gordon, because he knows. Yeah, he was he was like blaming me because we were texting during the game, and I'm you know I don't know hockey as well as the as, as other people on the crew, so I said you know where does this collapse rank for the Rangers? You said it so early in the game. <laughs> it was obvious early in the game. I'm, I'm glad you have the it was, foresight. It was that I don't. it was two nothing. I'm glad you have hindsight. It was over. I appreciate it, but it's still another game to play. Oh, well, look, I'm just saying, you can see which way this is going. What's that? When did you send this text again? It was it was 2 nothing when they scored the second goal. I mean. I didn't I, do it one nothing. I didn't do it at the beginning of the game. I wait, you know, I I, I understand how these things work. See, I, I understand can't, numbers. I can't do it to you, to your Dolphins because you No, of course not. They're never in that position. <laughs> They're the ones collapsing. <laughs> There's no winning with you, Gordon. Uh, Chris is in the car. What's up, Chris? Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Bear with me. I'm in the work truck if it gets a little noisy. But uh, you want to talk about noisy, the New York Rangers, I, I don't think that the Madison Square Garden is going to be loud at all. I mean, it's just a disgrace as, as to what they've been doing the last three games. I mean, the last nine, the last nine periods have, have just been an absolute joke to watch. I'm I'm pretty glad I got called into work today, to be honest, because I, I couldn't sit there and, and watch that game anymore. Yeah, Chris, I hear you. It, it, it's frustrating if you're a Ranger fan to watch because it's it's just they they've been taken out. They can't do anything. And every move they tried, they tried to get the extra extra skater on. Boom! Devils take take advantage of it and, mm-hmm. and get a, a shorthanded goal. It's it's been one. It's just been these three games. Is I mean, I can't imagine if you're a Ranger. I can't imagine being a Ranger fan watching your team like this. I can't. I just can't. It's a rough it's one. Be, so it, yeah, I mean, it's it's really... the fact that you had the lead, the fact that it's a rival, the fact that you geared up this year to have the deep playoff run, the fact that you had a 2-0 lead last year and blew it, the fact that everyone thought that it was over. Yeah. People were blaming me, Larry, for saying that. People were tweeting me, saying, oh, you said the series was I said, I don't talk hockey. I didn't say anything. You got the wrong guy. I think I've tracked it down. <laughs> I've been told that Dan Grassa last mm. Friday – on DPH and Rothenberg, he was the one who said the series is over. It's already over. So if you have complaints about people saying the series was over at 2-0, you should point them to Dan. They ain't winning. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose, you're next on 98.7. <laughs> Good evening, guys. Uh, i got to say, as a Devils fan, it's, it's kind of fun hearing all this, you know. So I definitely know where you come from, Gordon, where you get to hear, you know, Jet fans like myself, you know, sound off. <laughs> so i got a, a question to ask. Does anyone ever say someone is bad during the draft process? Like, you know, this player is really bad and he shouldn't be drafted. <laughs> it's funny. You know what I've noticed about the draft is the guys who are drafted the earliest – 
there's more negatives towards those guys than there are the the further you get into the draft, the negatives go away. By rounds five and six, you're like, why is this guy lasted? This guy's amazing. Nothing bad about him. That is such a spot-on analysis right there because it really, like, I, I, I don't mean to, you know, bash on the kid um, Anthony Richardson, but, you know, he just totally reminds me of E.J. Manuel from way back in the day. But, um, yeah, oh, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a way better athlete than E.J. I mean, he's oh, a big, strong guy like Manuel was, but he, he's, he, he can move, he can run. Definitely that. Definitely that. I, I'm not going to say that, but I, I just the arm, just the throwing part. It was just mm-hmm. like it, 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 I was just like, yeah, I, I hope the Jets would never be fascinated by him um, because I, because I, I, if you were a fly in my room, Gordon, the time that I heard that you know Zach Wilson was so highly touted, uh, you you would have been laughing, you know, through, through the roof. But um, I just have to say with this Jet pick, you know, with this draft, you know, I gotta say I'm just. You know, I, they're so lucky that the Devils and the Knicks are doing so well, because because uh, it because it takes the less of the sting sting away. Because as I was talking to the call screener earlier, I'm like, I know Bill Belichick definitely traded away with that pick with with the intention of making sure that we paid on not getting an offensive lineman. And <laughs> I, I don't mean to blame the you know Aaron Rodgers trade, but you know, hey, but you know this is part of the this is part of the deal. Uh, because we did have to trade two spots back. And I hope that this linebacker does turn out to be something because the offensive line is still in trouble and we need someone to protect Aaron because he's still coming off of a broken hand and, you know, uh, a season where he was subpar. I hear you, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. We discussed it earlier. You knew Belichick. He, he, knew he just he couldn't wait. He probably, he probably called Pittsburgh. Right, yeah, he placed the call. Hey, guys, uh, quick, uh, real quick here. Have I got a deal for you? Have I got a deal for you? I know Kenny Pickett could use help on that old line. Absolutely, you always need <laughs> offensive linemen. You know, and and listen, all the years I've gone against Pittsburgh, that's what they've been known for: the offensive line. You know, the, that's their deal. That's their rep. That's that's their ID. That's what they live by. The well, trenches. On, on the ESPN broadcast, they were talking about how Pittsburgh, that was a good position to maybe get an edge rusher. But when you put the, the whole picture together, that it was the Patriots pick, they you traded knew. away. Oh, you knew. And the Jets were up next. Oh, you knew. You knew. You knew it was going to be an <laughs> offensive lineman. You knew. There's no question. There's no question about it. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Belichick, let it go. You, you've clearly won. You got more rings. You got so many rings in your house. Stop. Let it go. No, he's he, he is he is he is the greatest coach, and he is the greatest at holding a grudge. Oh, no one man. holds a grudge like Bill Belichick. <laughs> he really does. He does. He's something else. You would think at some point you let up, right? Yeah, you would. At some Stop. point you like you know. I got the I got the better of the deal. Not I'm gonna find it up. No. Like, like by far, he got the better. Yes. Like, it's not even close. Not even close. He, I mean, he, he blew it away. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, Gordon, I think he's 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 smiling a little bit now. Mm-hmm. He's smiling a little bit. We'll tell you why. It's on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. 
They just brought out the two Super Bowl trophies that they've won in the mm-hmm. past three years, four years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're getting ready because they are the uh, last pick tonight. And Will Levis is still in the room. Still waiting, Gordon. Why are you still waiting? Still waiting. Still I don't know. I don't waiting. know if that's the move there, though, for them. Oh, I mean, no. I, still no got... he's, I think he'll be second round. He's got to yeah. come back tomorrow. And that's going to be tough. It's, it's be tough, tough, but you know, it, it really it it so depends on situation. Now I don't know. Maybe he won't end up in a good situation tomorrow either. Mm-hmm. But maybe he's going to end up in a situation where he's not going to be brought in right away to start, and mm-hmm. he can sit behind somebody for a few years mm-hmm. and 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 kind of catch his breath. Miami, yeah, no. My, the problem <laughs> is the Dolphins are going to need a quarterback in Week Five. Because uh, well, Tua was breath. tying his shoe and got dizzy and fell down. He can he can catch his breath in four weeks. He'd be good. I, I would be all for it. You know? I would be all for it. Why not? You're gonna you're gonna Young you can never you have need one anyway. If you get that pick right, you're yes. in really good shape. Yeah, because he's not gonna make any money. I mean, second round pick, Gordon. I mean, absolutely. It, 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 it's so much different than you know. If you nail a cor- a cornerback, a defensive back, yeah, he'll you'll have a good defensive back. Mm-hmm. If you nail the quarterback, you're going to have a good team. Yeah, no question. no question. And there's a school of thought. I don't know who came up with it originally. You should be drafting a quarterback every single year because if yeah. you hit that pick, yep. and if you and if you don't have a quarterback, well, it doesn't matter the rest of the team. You're screwed. Yeah, it's true. That's why the Ravens feel pretty good right now. Yeah, according to uh, our sources at ESPN, the agreement worth $260 million makes Lamar Jackson the highest-paid player in the league. $52 million per year includes $185 million in guaranteed money. So the whole contract's not guaranteed, but a large part of it's guaranteed, and that was good enough to get the deal done. So congratulations to him. Now, but you know what? Even though there was no guarantees, once Odell Beckham went there, Gordon, I kind of had the feeling Lamar was coming in. Yeah, and... and- it could have went other ways, though. I mean, the fact sure. that it seems so contentious, I guess there could have been a way where he wouldn't have started the season. He would have been forced to to play under that franchise tag. So the fact that they get it done, you had to get it done. And it just kind of makes the – I mean, the AFC is just stacked. It is. It really is. I mean, you'd have to assume the Ravens are going to be a playoff. you got to keep Jackson healthy. But you, you mm-hmm. have to assume that they're going to be a playoff team. They certainly have uh, acquired weapons, not just Odell. They get the receiver tonight. Uh, uh, is it Zay Jones? What was the kid's name that they drafted tonight? He's a big-time wide receiver from TCU. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, they, they've, they've addressed that issue. So the Ravens, you'd have to think they're a playoff team. Bengals are a playoff team. Chiefs, obviously. The Bills, the Jets. Mm-hmm. I mean, those playoffs, but they're going fast. They're going fast. There's no margin for error. You got no win. margin for error. This regular talk about the regular season being important. The regular season is huge. You have to you have to win your you have to do extremely well in conference and in division. If you want a chance to get to if the AFC, you have to have a tremendous record in the conference and in your own division if you want to get the playoff spot. That's the way it's gonna be. Yeah. That's the way it's gonna be. And and it's seven spots, but it's not really because one of those spots is going to the team in the south. That's right. So you're really you're playing for for really one of three spots. If you're not winning your division, mm-hmm. those spots go quickly, man. Hey, Gordon, are you surprised? The college football playoff is expanded. 12 what? Teams. They yeah. did. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's gonna be 15 in two years. It's gonna keep going up. Yeah, it seems yeah. like that's the way it's going, right? Yeah. And all absolutely. the sports. 
Yeah, it's going to be Yankees. Played, uh... <laughs> Yankees might need it to <laughs> to fifteen this year, Larry. <laughs> they might. Need... That's a great idea. By that time, maybe everybody will be healthy again. Oh, listen, don't talk to me about healthy. Yeah, no, know. you know we we got you know we got we got some issues too. But I I, I listen. I understand you got you've got a ton more issues than I do. Well, At well, least look, I've got he, some folks coming back. The Yankees have the good guys hurt, but they have a bunch of bad players. They they have put together. Brian Cashman has put together a bad team. Yeah, yes. This is this is and see here's the bad part about it. He had a bad team last year in right. the second half and didn't make an adjustment to it, and that's inexcusable. It is. And they normally got... I've been I've been kind of a Cashman guy because I you know you, you he's had some success you've mm-hmm. seen what he's been able to do, you know he has bad luck with pitchers that's been clear and it ha- that continues this year with all of them getting hurt, but usually offensively he's been a little bit better he's done nothing to improve this team offensively. That nothing. was the problem last year and they got it it got covered up because Judge had that historic season, a lot of the ills of the team they got covered up. And then when guys started getting hurt at the end of the year and the second half of last season, it was almost like the real team showed. Because, again, when they got off to that amazing start last year, nobody in their right mind thought that they were going to have that kind of season. No. It was such a shock. No. And then things evened out in the second half, and they didn't do anything to improve the offense. And why? Because they're right up against the, the luxury tax because of the contracts that Brian Cashman, everything, every move on this team is Brian Cashman's move. See, that's why your teams, as a fan, you want your teams to be realistic. Don't go by how the season went. Be realistic. Cashman knew they were fortunate. They were just should've. lucky to have the first half the way Absolutely. they had. They should have. They were closer to the team in the second half, talent-wise, than the first half. And you didn't do it. You didn't make and, the and right Look at the people that were trotting out there, Larry, on a regular basis. I know. Again, each team starts three outfielders. The Yankees got one guy. I don't know what Aaron Hicks does. He collects a paycheck. He, 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 can't, he can't field anymore. I know. It's I bad. mean, he's a disaster in the outfield. He can't hit. He hasn't been able to hit in years. It's bad. They're starting IKF in center field. I mean, this is where we're at at $275 million, a converted infielder playing center field? Yeah. Oof. And hitting a robust 163. Right. Franchi Cordero and uh, and and, and uh, well, Willie Calhoun. Woof. It's rough. It's a bad team. It is. No other way to put it. No other way to put it. You're right about that. No other way to put it. All right, going. what you got cooking on Saturday? Well, I mean, we've got uh, more than enough stuff to uh, talk about. We're gonna, uh, it worked out so well last week when we talked to Don LeGrec and we nailed it. <laughs> Yeah, have him back. <laughs> We're gonna have him back. We're gonna have him back on Saturday to talk some more. It might be my himself. last chance to get to talk to Don for Tweet a while. That! Print that. So I got I gotta hit him up while I can. Make hay while the sun shines. Of course. And of course you do a little Nick preview. Nick preview, NFL draft. I'm, mm-hmm. I we'll find out what other Yankees are hurt by then. <laughs> got forty eight hours. There's somebody to go down. Yeah. Rizzo. Just throw up the white flag. No, no, don't say that. You had enough to. No, Why not? No, you know no. what? You got to. You got to face it head on, Larry. You got to. You got to. You got to yell at the sky and, and taunt God to say, "Come on, bring it on! You're gonna bring it up. Bring it on!" <laughs> well, it's, it's unbelievable. He, he's just. He's just on the roll. He really is. So, uh, well, well, congratulations listen. to Harvey for his team winning that series against the the Rangers. Oh Good job, no! Good job. Lock it up. It's a lock. <laughs> I'm not Dan Grasso. I don't jinx things. Well, I can't Gord, you believe have a, you, man. 
You have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right, I'll, all right, Gordon. I'll join you guys following the Knicks on Sunday here on 987 ESPN. Harvey, Joe, thank you very much. Up next is Freddie Fitzsimmons. Yeah, they'll talk NFL draft. Get you caught up next on 987 ESPN.